0: Consent gives birth to love and life. We foster passion to grow geniuses which lift humanity. And tailor technology to preserve liberty in balance with nature. Welcome to Radical.
1: Try anything to raise the cost of preserving jobs. I will veto it.
0: That was Joe Biden last night at the State of the Union. Uh, I did not watch this. I did not waste my time or my life uh, with this guy who's not actually in charge. Welcome to Radical, ladies and gents. Uh, I, uh, I'm really I'm, I'm happy you guys are here. And uh, you know I've got to I've got to tell you guys a lot of changes going on around here right now. I'm doing a lot of studying, uh, big big career moves and all that fun stuff, which I'm gonna let you guys in on here uh, very shortly. And, and you know possibly opportunity for a lot of you guys, if you guys are tired of your careers, if you are tired of the the corporate bullshit uh, where you you're trying to be forced to get vaccines, uh, you want flexible time, you want a flexible schedule. Uh, and and you want to make some money. I mean, it's not uh, it's not the most glorious thing in the world, but uh, it's definitely one of those. Uh, you know, the, the the harder you you work and the harder you grind, the more you're going to get paid, and you can actually create passive income. So, um, I'll share that with you guys here uh, shortly. But I did want to talk a little bit about the state of the union. Uh, we're going to get into Bitcoin as it pertains because. I think what you guys are seeing, and I, if you if you're feeling the way I'm feeling, I got to tell you guys, like, I you know, I I am probably having more consternation, more trouble, more, um, I, I just this this clown show. Like, I am tired of people pretending that this this man. Joe Biden is in charge. And I think this is a huge, huge problem. And I, I swear to God, I, I just want to swear up and down and left and right. And I'm, I'm really, like, I, the old me would have been, I, I think I would have just been dropping F-bombs everywhere. And, 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 and I guess that's a sign of maturing. I don't know. Maybe it's a sign of I'm, I'm kind of wore out um, with the political theater. And, and that's what it is at this point. And it's really damn dangerous. You know, this This past week we had, um, you know, Chinese balloons, I guess, floating over the United States, or we've had Chinese balloons, like I guess three of them floated over the United States under Trump. Uh, now they've got another one that they shot down after it, you know, came across the entire U.S. But the idea that Joe Biden is in charge and that Kamala Harris is in you know, in second command right now, man, boy, I, I look at these two, and the thing is, is I, I've said it before. Like I wouldn't trust Joe Biden to walk my dog, and Kamala, la la la, la uh, even even less. I'm just, I'm not gonna, I'm not, I'm not gonna sit here and pretend, and I'm not gonna entertain anybody who pretends that these two dipshits these you know an old senile man and a lady who isn't qualified to be a kindergarten assistant is in charge and that's that's something that you know should at least raise more concerns than it is. all the the, the idea that they have nuclear weapons at their disposal and they uh, nobody nobody gives a shit about spending when when you look at throwing hundreds, you know, I guess, a little over a hundred billion dollars at Ukraine, you know, to to provoke Russia, like what the fuck are we talking about? Why are we, why are we still entertaining this idea that this is somewhat of a coherent government? It's it's obviously not a constitutional government. It's not a democracy. It is. I mean, if there's anything it is, it's fascism. You've got a bunch of oligarchs, and you, they've got control in their, in their hooks into uh, the, the, the private sector. You've seen over the years, over the past couple of years, what's happened in terms of corporate America. Corporate America bent the knee as fast as they damn could so that they could get the money, Of these people that have their hooks into them and are carrying out the agenda of the banks and maybe that's more appropriate you know I I don't know what you would call a, a government run by banks but I definitely think we're there I think we definitely have a government that's run by banks the problem is is not only has the government failed and not only has corporate America failed the people of America but now the banks are failing and we're seeing bank runs around the world right now where people are, are in crowds The people are taking, you know, guns and violence into banks and demanding their money. This in, in giant numbers, absolutely huge numbers. This, this isn't going to stop. When, when the central reserve, Well, let's say when the central banking cabal, which is the United States federal cabal, it's, it's not a bank. There's no reserves, you know. It's not. It's not federal. in at least it's. It's an international private banking cabal. And when you hold the reserve currency for the world, and you're you're absolutely out of damn tricks, you get to the point where your money becomes worthless. You get to the point where when you hit debt ceilings, and you blow through them time after time after time, it doesn't mean anything, except. When your money is based in other things, they they talk about petrodollars dollars um, in the past and in economics, and that's because the only thing that really gave any sort of backing, if you will, um, is what a lot of these people in in, in ancient economics and Keynesian economics, you know, the backing of of the dollar is you know the the basically the the Middle East, right? Where where, where are we getting a lot of our oil? Uh, it's the petrol dollar. And when those countries, like Saudi Arabia, UAE, and the rest of them, won't take the dollar, usually go to war with them. I mean, look at Kuwait. Look at what happened there. Look at what happened with Iraq. We went to war there. We went to war in uh, Afghanistan on, you know, I don't know, on the CIA nonsense bullshit. Probably led in there uh, on purpose, not only because you know Osama bin Laden was a CIA asset, but you know, there's a, there's a lot of stuff in the ground in terms of assets over there. I, I guarantee you, that's exactly, I mean, if, if nobody said it before, like that's why we were in uh, Afghanistan. Because the CIA asset of, of Osama Bin Laden, you know, got us into Afghanistan and brought everybody with him. Like one of the, maybe one of the greatest military minds ever. And everybody in the DOD and, Uh, CIA and the rest of the the alphabet soup, you know, they were licking their chops to get in there as well. Meant a lot of money, a lot of a lot of our money, to go over there and plunder. So, to get back to it, is when when these countries that you've set up, you know, these puppet regimes in that will accept your fiat currency for nothing. Boy, you kind of get to the point where it's not worth anything because the dollar itself is just paper. And it's a, it's the first digital shitcoin. It's the first digital, first digital dollar. Everybody that's like, I don't believe in Bitcoin. Um, well, y- you definitely believe in the dollar, which is far, far less tangible. I mean, yeah, can you hold some paper in your hand? Yeah, you can hold some paper in your hand. Go check the latest prints out of the Federal Reserve versus monopoly money. You notice maybe some colors that match up on every single denomination, whether it's the the one or the five or the twenty or the fifty or the one hundred. Go look at that. You can probably just Google it. I mean, they're literally mocking you. It's monopoly money. It's not worth a damn thing, and the bank always wins, always. So I guess the the, the question is is well are they are they taking this seriously? Have, do they have any idea? Well, the thing is, they I'm sure the bankers do have some idea of what's coming. I really do. I think they have some idea of what's coming, but I think they also understand that they're up against something extremely tough right now because of Bitcoin. They don't have an answer for it. And, oh, God, the, the, the people that don't understand this, you know, just kill me. But what we we what we don't see is any real understanding out of politicians either. And I want you to notice this in last night's probably the, the highlight of the night. Um, I looked at quite a few videos this morning just to kind of see what the highlights were. And I was actually kind of surprised to see this. Uh, there was a really interesting exchange. I mean, not not chaos, but there were people, uh, you know, like Marjorie Taylor Greene, That was showing her redneck ass out there, you know, screaming liar at the president. Which she's she's right. Uh, He he's obviously a liar. Uh, But at the same time, this this whole thing, you know, this this chaos that is Congress, a bunch of buffoons who have been bought and paid for and have have lost any sensibility and have, I, I I think this this air of superiority whereas they are in a position of power and so they don't really need to to study to listen they've made it to the big show like they've made it because of what they already know and the the fact is that most of these people most of these people are corrupt in some way and that's the thing most people have been corrupted by the system you know and i will say you know i'm going to give everybody that out most people have somehow been corrupted by the system. Now, some people know that they've been corrupted by the system to a larger extent, I, I, i.e., like Hillary Clinton. Like, if if there's anybody that demonstrates, like, this lady is willing to kill people uh, to, for, for political power, period. This isn't everybody. There are a lot of people who are innocently naive but still corrupted via the system. And that's something they just don't understand. They can't see it, and they don't want to be those people. But... It is on full display in this clip that I'm about to play for you as uh, President Biden uh, plays the Republicans like a fiddle. And I, I mean, I'm not a Democrat supporter. I'm not a Republican supporter, guys. like This is one of those things where when you see it and you go, wow, that was actually pretty masterful. So take a listen to this, and if you didn't see it, you, this, is, this is pretty good.
1: Instead of making the wealthy pay their fair share, some Republicans— Some Republicans want Medicare and Social Security to sunset. I'm not saying it's a majority. Let me give you anybody who doubts it.
0: Complete chaos from the the jump. This is not the whole clip. This is is a minute-long clip, so we're about 15 seconds into it. But I want you to see what he does first and foremost. He conflates, you know, there are Republicans out there who want to sunset social security but he made the statement up front that there are a lot of republicans that don't want the wealthy to pay anymore they don't want the wealthy to pay taxes right like nobody should be paying taxes to this government if you're paying any taxes everything should be voluntary that's that's the libertarian position but to say that the rich people aren't paying their fair share in taxes is a completely subjective thing. I mean, the interest or the I'm sorry, the income tax was supposed to sunset um, very shortly after World War I. and it never did, right? Like oh here's here's 1913 and all of a sudden, oh, here we go, we're, we're a warring nation from here on out. And we're going to pay through this, you know, for for World War One with an income tax. Why? Because those rich people, you know, they owe us. You know th- that they can support the war effort. Well, back then, uh, maybe that was the case. Is that the case anymore? No, nobody can support this. We can't support this. We can we can't even, you know, we're spending so much, and I'll get into it that the amount of debt that we're going to have to service is astronomical. It's mind blowing what's having happening to. That amount of money. But when he conflates the two, pay your fair share, and these people are the same people that want Social Security and Medicare to collapse, this guy is playing the Republicans like a fiddle. I don't know if it's all scripted. I think some of them are dumb enough that they don't understand this. But listen to Biden do this a complete mockery of the Republicans.
1: Contact my office. I'll give you a copy. I'll give you a copy of the proposal. That means Congress doesn't vote. Well, I'm glad to see you. And no, I tell you, I, I enjoy conversion.
0: He gets a good laugh. And actually this is funny because he set them up. He has set them up at this point where now these guys are saying, you're a liar. We're not saying that we want to get rid of social security and Medicare or Medicaid like the the what they'll call the entitlement programs, which you guys all paid for. Um, he set them up, and then he delivers this line, and you're like, whoa, something in the room just changed a little bit in his favor, right? So he's getting hammered, he's getting hammered, and then all of a sudden, you know, when they're protesting and calling him a liar, then he says, oh, you know what? I actually love this process of conversion. Like, I'm converting you to our side right now and and not because you know you want to be here with us the democrats the republicans with the democrats but because this old man and whoever wrote the speech for him is smarter than the republicans in the room listen we
1: all apparently agree you know it means it- social security and medicare is off the off the books now right they're not to this far all right We got
0: unanimity. <laughs> so if you didn't catch what he said, what he said was then social security and Medicare are off the books. you should see the smug look on McCarthy. I mean, obviously Kamala la, 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 is standing up behind him, clapping her ass off. Like, Oh man, I'm actually su- kind of surprised she understands what just happened. But McCarthy on their hand of the other hand, and he's just sitting there. He's got his head up, kind of his eyes closed, uh, chin chin in the air. Like, damn, just got us. You just had your moment here in the uh, this this State of the Union, and he's got the entire Repu- the entire room, the entire room is sitting there now, having to bend the knee to say, listen, Social Security and Medicare is off the table. We're not going to touch it. We're not going to sunset it. We're not going to make it, you know we're not going to do anything. What does that mean for God's sakes? I mean it's it's, it's our largest expenditure as, a, as as a country and now McCarthy and the Republicans if they if they do anything at all, boy, I tell you what, the mainstream is going to just crush them. 100% crush these idiots for playing into his trap they sat out there and they were calling him liar and everything else and he walked them right into it 100% right into it. it incredible to me um there's a lot going on in in this in this but the understanding that they're going to continue to have to spend and I said it the last time on the show the federal reserve Janet Yellen and um Golly, the uh, not Bernanke, it's Bernanke. Yeah, Bernanke um, are sitting there going, "Yeah, man, you can either play by our rules and you can pass whatever we want funded, or you can default, and you you can be the Congress that's holding the bag when we default." How about that? That's the problem. Is you sit here and you see the conflation, you see the, the 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 lack of ownership and responsibility, the the lack of understanding. The this whole thing, you know, if, if Congress were serious, Congress would just go, This is what we're spending money on and this is what we're not spending money on. And and that would be it. But you've got presidents taking credit for more spending, less spending, blaming spending, you name it. Presidents have nothing to do with spending. All they do is get to request a budget for the executive branch. It's it. Just like the You know, the judicial branch gets to request a budget for the judicial branch and whatever, you know, all the bureaucracy that they touch. That's it. Congress still has to allow that money to be spent on those two different articles. Actually, all three of their articles, one, two and three. But it's Congress. It's in Article one, Section seven of the Constitution. And that's all been just pushed aside. Nobody talks about it the right way in, in politics, definitely not in the media, for God's sakes. And you know, f- for the life of me, if you can't see as Republicans and Democrats that the spending is just going to continue until this thing absolutely gets, I don't know, flipped on its head and we default, or nobody just takes the money. Like we're, we're going to hit a hyperinflation at some point they can't continue doing what they're doing and and to kind of so, you know to show you guys exactly why the service on the US debt since 2020 i think when when i was you know coming into my my adult life right around 2020 it was somewhere around 60 something thousand dollars per person in debt right so the, for for the national debt every man woman and child that was alive owed about 60,000 something dollars. So we're now at a point where we're well above that. Well, well above that. And I I think it's actually getting closer to almost $200,000 per person of debt. Now, what's really, really interesting about what you're seeing is the Federal Reserve. I mean, we're maxed out. We're at that 31 trillion point 4, you know, debt ceiling right now. When you understand that we are at 31 trillion in debt and we're spending, we're still spending more than we take in by I don't know, 1.4 trillion, I think is what our deficit was this uh, this past year, 1.5 trillion. Do you know what we're paying in interest now? Interest on the debt is skyrocketing. It's more than we spend on defense, which is our second largest spending, right? Like you've got Medicare, Medicaid, Social Security, all that crap, and then you've got defense. We are spending more on servicing our debt every year than we are on the military. It's 120 plus percent of the GDP. So our debt is more than, than what we're growing our economy at, by far. GDP is not keeping up with the debt. It's not keeping up with the debt interest. It's nowhere even close. And that rocket, ladies and gents, is skyrocketing. Why is it skyrocketing? Because when the Federal Reserve comes out and starts to hike interest rates by, by, I don't know, 0.25, 0.75, by 0.5, you know, or, you know, 50 basis points or 25 basis points or 75 basis points. What are you going to get? You're going to not get a linear progression of interest. You're going to get an exponential interest. Q4 of 2022, we were at $853 billion on interest alone for the U.S. debt. So, One of two things is going to happen. (laughs) And I guarantee you, it's going to be the, the first. We're going to default. And I imagine at the same time, it's maybe this too, is McCarthy is going to bend the knee. 100%, the Republicans are going to cave in. And then that throws 2024 up for grabs. Because if the Republicans cave in, now and they hike the debt ceiling and they and they start to print more money that's inflation, that's quantitative easing that's all it is we, we continue to see more and more and more debt we are going to see these guys try to do whatever they can and that's the thing is like either the, the Fed is going to have to drop interest rates back down to like historical lows we're talking you know maybe 1% or they're done. You cannot sustain that type of debt because like I said earlier, nobody's going to take your money. It's not going to be serious money. It's going to be worthless. Nobody's going to take loans at five, six, 7%. You're going to kill the economy. Jobs are going to go away. Housing is going to bust. You name it. Like all the bubbles that are bubbles are going to pop. But the thing is, is there's no coming back because you can't print your way out of this. That's and and that's really the only thing that they have left. They're going to run the printing presses until they have no more ink, and then they're going to try a CBDC. So that is why we talk about Bitcoin on the show. I am sorry it's doom and gloom up front. I am. I am sorry that I I sit here and I just I, I have not wanted to do this show because I was just like God, like I don't have a ton of I don't know a ton of good news for people. And the solutions, you guys know what the solution is. The solution we talk about on this show is Bitcoin. So last night I was on Kennedy trying to explain a little bit of this. Um, and I'm gonna give you a listen where I talk a little bit of economics and Bitcoin and get a little bit of pushback here. Chickens. Oh, they, I
1: know, but people people see eggs every day. People cook with eggs, people like scrambled I agree with eggs. with People listen, like to put eggs and, on their and, face. And I think
0: that's the problem, and, and Kennedy, what yes. I will point out to That's you is me. I think this is the problem where the White House struggles. The White House struggles in a messaging problem and a framing problem. They don't God, do a good enough job of talking that. about it's some, not of, the their about it's some not of their messaging. accomplishments. It's because it's not the me- okay, they have no, things in their White House you, that both had, Trump, know, and Biden, and Trump and Obama would, like to fuck, would, like, would have liked to tote. Yes,
1: there's a lot of toting. But, uh, you know, the, whenever they screw up and do something badly, Shane, they always go. Ah, you know what? The messaging wasn't right. It's like, you know, I would be super hot, but I'm not using the proper Instagram filter. No, that's you're just not hot, <laughs> are you? Not you, Shane.
0: <laughs> yeah, if, if you repeat a lie long enough, what do they say? It becomes truth, right? Mm. And the problem is with an economy, you can't do this, especially a Keynesian economy, ladies and gents. Mm. A Keynesian economy requires that you spend more money faster every day. So if they're talking about balancing the budget, that could hurt the economy. We could go into a recession. I think we're actually already there. If we slow down, if we hike interest rates, we're also going to slow down employment, which is also going to send us into a recession. Ladies and gents, get your money out of banks and get it out of the dollar as fast as you possibly can, because They don't have a messaging problem. They have an understanding of economics problem here in America. I would agree with that. Fiat Federal Reserve (laughs) is exactly what's going to crash the economy, and there's nothing they can do about it, period. Not Republicans, not Democrats, none of them. And it's up to the Congress to have this real talk with the Treasury about what they're going to do for a world reserve currency mm-hmm. and there's an alternative and it's peaceful. It's called Bitcoin. I oh, would getting about. back
1: on the gold standard. I would love to be back on the gold yeah. standard, and Bitcoin. I love Bitcoin. <laughs> and I also think that uh they don't have a basic <laughs> understanding of economics. Um it is Tickle Me Tuesday, and I'm glad Richard is laughing because we all want to have fun. I am laughing
0: because all... he just said Bitcoin. That's by far the funniest joke I heard all week. But well, anyway, continue. Well learn that's about, about not it right nice, it's, it's Richard.
1: Funny. Um, yeah, I, I like Bitcoin. I, I do not know about it. You've
0: got
1: to go kidding me. <laughs> Are you kidding him, Richard?
0: Bitcoin. B- okay. Uh, go ahead. No, Katie. You, can, no uh, you can. No, I'm not kidding him. I. I yeah. A, a, de- a I, decentralized I mean, currency that we can trade as mm-hmm. cash from person to person without. A I have third no problem with the in decentralized category. currency, but I mean, we've already seen, you know how many millions of Americans and millions of people around the world lost their retirement because of cryptocurrency over the past couple of months. Not I crypto, Bitcoin. Yeah, not there's, crypto, there's
1: a difference. See, that That is Just one of the fallacies. And that's the
0: thing that you don't understand.
1: Is it covering those two crypto. things together? Bitcoin no, I, I, what I do is understand is like exactly. your know.
0: All right, it goes to complete chaos for a second and then everything gets reined back in and he dismisses Bitcoin. But he got made to look like a fool. And I don't I don't know this guy. I've been on with him a couple times, Fred something or another. I don't care. Um, But he is—he's this young guy that thinks he understands economics. Obviously, he's on the Democrats' team and still defending what's going on. And and, you know, it's just sad at this point. You know, you get a little bit of fame. You get to go on, you know, shows like this with Kennedy or whatever, and you sit there and you espouse something you know that you have no idea about, and then you get you get hammered for it in front of everybody. And, you know, you should have seen his face like his you can go in. I'll, I'll make a, a link in the show uh, for you guys here. Uh, but this is this is one of those times where it's like, yeah, uh, you guys need to start thinking on on national TV. You need to start thinking about doing something different because they can't save this kind of stuff. So um, to, to illustrate my point. I have a little clip uh, just from uh, yesterday. This is Jeff Curry. Jeff Curry is the Goldman Sachs Global Head of Commodities Research. Commodities uh, versus securities, ladies and gents. Commodities, uh, bearer assets, types of things where you know land, gold, silver, uh, things that don't need backing because they are. They, they are literally mined out of the ground or they are the ground or they are something that you can tangibly touch bitcoin is a commodity literally it is defined as a commodity by the irs because the code itself is indicative of a commodity and not a security securities you have to have licenses and things like that to exchange securities you don't with with land and commodities why because it actually exists. You're not a prognosticator. You're not some wizard. You're not doing, you know, this this crazy stuff that you know that the fiat economists have to do. You're not you're you're not, you know, manipulating rates. You're not, you know, trying to to push around different types of products. You're not doing any of that kind of stuff. You're simply buying and selling something that has intrinsic value. And here is uh, Jeff Curry to explain that on uh, Bloomberg.
1: What is it? A security, a commodity, a currency, what? It's a commodity. And if you look at the definition of a security, by definition, it has a liability attached to it. Take a, a dollar bill. It has a liability to the U.S. government. Commodities do not have liabilities. They're bearer assets. And when you think about it in that context... Um, you look at Bitcoin, it's not much different than gold. I don't see why there's all this hostility towards it because it fits the same mold as many of the other commodities. Remember, it's even mined.
0: So this is the Goldman Sachs commodities guy. I mean, this this, this is not a, this isn't just some guy that doesn't understand it. This is a guy who's managing probably billions of dollars, literally billions of dollars in commodities. And so the fact that he it talks about, Bitcoin this way like what what the hell is the pushback ladies and gents why are you pushing back yeah old Fred from uh you know last night on Kennedy yeah why don't you why don't you talk to that guy why don't you why don't you talk and and tell me from from the the head of commodities over at Goldman Sachs who says that Bitcoin is a commodity unlike cryptocurrencies and other shit coins that it is a—they're all securities. They're literally being defined as securities, and a lot of people are being charged with securities crimes right now, like Sam Bankman-Fried. A lot of that is happening. A lot more of it is going to happen as all these places, like if you're in—if you're in exchanges that are not Bitcoin only, I recommend you get out of those as fast as you can. You—you you really need to look at other places. Um, there's Swan, there's River, Uh, you know, both of these, you know, both of these companies are Bitcoin and Bitcoin only It means that are, you know, they're only selling what they're mining. It means they have what they say they have. And as your dollar cost averaging or saving, you know, like on a, on a regular basis where it's just an automatic setup that can be put into your cold wallet automatically. And then it's yours. It's a commodity. You have it then. That is not what Coinbase, that's not what Binance is, that's not what CoinGrab, like none of these other exchanges that have shitcoins coins on their exchange, those are in trouble. And the longer we go, the more evident this is going to be because people are going to get called out. People are going to say, all right, give me my stuff, give me my money, give me my crypto, give me this. And they don't have the backing and they're going to go bankrupt. It's like a squeeze. See you later. going to cost a lot of people a lot, but not in this audience because you guys are smart and you're going to take some good advice. Put your Bitcoin on your cold wallet, get it off of the exchanges and really you should only be buying it from places like Swan or river. Like that's it. That's my advice to you anyway from a guy that's doing some stuff and knows some stuff anyway. Um, to demonstrate a lot of what we've been talking about in in this show, um, which I think is you know is upon us, um, Connor Chepanek, I believe is how you believe, say his name. I'm actually gonna be on the show. I think it's next week or the week after. Um, young guy and very smart, but he he wrote this article about um, is Iron Rand's Objectivism uh, meets Bitcoin. Is it a perfect match? And this is a this is a great article. It's why I covered it. Uh, in today's reading, but when when we talk about understanding what goes on with culture, this is something that um, I really hadn't thought of. And he makes some really key observations in this whole thing. Um, you know, not to ruin it for you, but you know, if government is not one of the uh, is not responsible, if people in power are not responsible, it definitely breeds a culture that says, "Eh, you know what." you know, I, I don't think I need to pay my debt either. If they're not paying their debt and they're gonna default on debt, well then that's just kind of the cultural norm for America. That's not a good thing. So without uh, without taking any of the thunder from Connor, this is from bitcoinnews.com. This is Ayn Rand's objectivism meets Bitcoin, the perfect match. Connor Chepanik, enjoy. Ayn Rand's objectivism meets Bitcoin, perfect match. Written by Connor Chepenick It's likely that if Ayn Rand were alive today, she would be a proponent of Bitcoin. Her philosophy of objectivism, as outlined in her novel Atlas Shrugged, emphasizes the importance of the individual as the ultimate moral authority and the pursuit of one's own happiness as the ultimate goal. These principles align closely with the principles of capitalism and the limited role of government in regulating and controlling business This is a central aspect of Bitcoin's peer-to-peer network, which operates without the need for permission or intermediaries. This allows market actors to trade freely and independently with one another and align with the principles of individualism and free market capitalism. Individualism, reason, rationality, and the limited role of government are all themes that are evident throughout Rand's novel, and they are also central to the concept of Bitcoin. The famous quote from Atlas Shrugged, quote, the question isn't who's going to let me, it's who's going to stop me, encapsulates the spirit of Bitcoin perfectly. Satoshi Nakamoto, the pseudonym used by the creator of Bitcoin, did not protest or ask for permission. Instead, he released code that gave individuals a system that prioritizes their autonomy and gives them control over their own financial decisions. Is it possible that if Atlas Shrugged had been written after the creation of Bitcoin in 2009, the novel would have included the question, who is Satoshi Nakamoto, instead of the famous who is John Galt line? There is no doubt in my mind that Rand would have seen the potential of Bitcoin to empower individuals and promote the principles of objectivism in a world where centralized systems and government intervention often stifle innovation and progress. I don't believe central planners mean to hinder progress, but that is the natural outcome when unnecessary middlemen get involved. Humans imitate other humans for a variety of reasons. One of the main reasons is social learning, which is the process by which people acquire new information and behaviors through observation and imitation of others. This type of learning is thought to be important for the development of cultural norms and traditions, as well as for the acquisition of practical skills and knowledge. In today's society, we are seeing a trend where the actions of those in positions of power, whether in government or in industries, are increasingly focused on plundering rather than creating opportunities for growth and progress. Social media platforms are filled with examples of crime and violence in cities like New York, Washington, D.C., Los Angeles and San Francisco, and government officials seem more focused on maintaining their own power than protecting the rights of the citizens. But why do people tend to imitate the actions of those in power, even when those actions are detrimental to society as a whole? This idea of social learning was reinforced by the discovery of minor neurons. In the early 1900s, when minor neurons were discovered, they provided new insights into how the brain processes social information and how humans are able to understand and empathize with the actions and emotions of others. These neurons found in the premotor cortex and the inferior periodal lobe of the brain respond to both the visual and auditory aspects of an action, as well as the goal of the action. They have been observed in a wide range of species, including humans, monkeys, and even birds. Minor neurons play a critical role in the development of language and communication as they allow individuals to understand and interpret the actions and intentions of others. They also play a role in social cognition, allowing individuals to empathize with others and understand their perspective. However, they can also lead to the spread of negative actions and behaviors throughout society, as people tend to imitate the actions of those in power. Max and Stacy recently discussed this idea on their podcast, Orange Pill. While the rest of the world is experiencing entropy, El Salvador is experiencing a resurgence. Bitcoin seems to be playing a huge role in the advancement. The country, which was once plagued by poverty and crime, is now focused on building infrastructure, creating opportunities through education and jobs, and attracting Bitcoin enthusiasts from around the world. I believe that the reason for this change can be attributed to the leadership of the president and the people of El Salvador, who are following his lead. The citizens of El Salvador can sleep well at night knowing that their Bitcoin cannot be debased by anyone. There's a lot of research to back up the idea that humans tend to imitate the actions of others, particularly those in positions of authority. In contrast, the United States is facing a different challenge, where the government is not taking any steps to address the increasing debt ceiling and instead resorting to plundering. While a disappointing one, this should not be a surprising outcome for a fiat currency essentially backed by debt and violence. We have reached a point where the elected leaders aren't even attempting to hide their crimes. One of the solutions to a $31.4 trillion budget deficit is unlimited borrowing. If we want society to progress, unlimited borrowing is not the answer. If Uncle Sam can't practice fiscal responsibility, it is unlikely the average person will either. This is a concerning trend and it is important to note That the actions of those in positions of authority can have a ripple effect on society as a whole it is crucial for the leaders in government wall street hollywood and silicon valley to lead by example and practice fiscal responsibility if they want to avoid their negative actions permeating throughout society if those at the top are engaged in plundering it will spread through every level of society i'll share a personal story to emphasize my point my relative who works in politics, had a friend who was elected to Congress. They observed that the individual who was previously seen as kind underwent a significant change after being elected. This observation, while anecdotal, raises the question of how political environment can foster a culture of manipulation and deceit leading to the acquisition of unethical skills. This phenomenon is not limited to politics, as it can also be seen in the business world as evidenced by the number of white-collar criminals on the Forbes 30 under 30 list. However, being around individuals who prioritize building and providing value, as in the Bitcoin community, can lead to becoming a successful entrepreneur and a better person, despite the challenges and lack of instant gratification. This is why Bitcoin is so important more central planning is not going to fix the problems caused by central planning And atlas shrugged it literally took all the productive individuals moving to galt's gulch to bring down the unproductive class we're fortunate that today you don't have to move to the middle of nowhere in colorado to withdraw your life force from the economy bitcoin as a decentralized digital currency in cyberspace allows individuals to take back control of their own financial decisions without the need for intermediaries or government intervention. It promotes the principle of individualism, reason, and rationality, and the limited role of government as espoused in Atlas Shrugged. By focusing on Bitcoin and decentralized systems, individuals can take a stand against the plundering actions of those in power and work towards a society that values growth, progress, and opportunities for all. It is time for individuals to start stepping on the rungs of opportunity and climb the ladder of success on their own terms. Great article by Connor. Um, yes. So do we have a culture that's sitting here going, yeah, you know what? Defaulting on debt is uh, not a problem. Uh, I'm going to tell you right now from the 2008, 2009 uh, collapse of the housing market and the, you know, the, the complete bust of the economy. Um, yeah. A lot of people were like, you know what? I don't need this house. I don't need a mortgage payment that I'm going to be underwater in for God knows the foreseeable future. That's not a smart choice to begin with, right? It's not a smart choice. And what it, what happens with with bad debt? It gets offloaded. People just walk away a lot of times. And you're like, you know, am I going to take a credit hit? Yep, I'll take a credit hit uh, as long as I'm not losing possibly hundreds of thousands of dollars uh, that I wouldn't have normally spent. You know, downsize, you, you you do something where you, I don't know, uh, get into something that's a lot more comfortable, where you have a little more breathing room at the end of the month. Um, and that's, that's what I saw in 2008, 2009. So when we're looking at what's going to happen here, the amount of debt that's going to be defaulted on, because let's face it, Americans have more debt than ever now. The amount of debt is through the roof. And... America, as a as a country, has more debt than it's ever had. By God knows, like we are, I think we're on the precipice of something big, and it feels like it. It just feels heavy. It feels like the contractions for whatever they're trying to give birth to are are not going their way, even. And that's that's the. I think that's one of the things we have to keep our eye on. As people default, and as the government defaults. Is what is going to happen. I'm going to tell you again. I'm going to suggest exactly the way I live my life. Get to where you are much more safe and less around giant crowds of stupid people. Because people who are in giant crowds who don't understand what's going on and panic are dangerous to you and your family. Get out of the cities. Everything you can. Get out of the cities. Sell whatever you can, get out of the cities. Get a new job. Um, for those of you guys that have been with me for a long, long time, if, um, if you're looking for something new and you are willing to you know, you know, work your own schedule, work from home, um, but grind, and talk to people, and call people, um, I, I may have an opportunity for you. And it, you know, depending on how you want to do it, you can make well over six figures. Uh, if you're interested in this and you want to come work with me, uh, this is a is a job that you know that, that I'm you know is unlimited for as many people as want to come. and uh, you know that's the thing is in this crowd, you guys have been with me through thick and thin as things have changed over the years uh, from the rebellion to radical and whatever's next. And I think there is something next. I don't know how much more you know <laughs> radical has. Um, in, in just this political vein, because I got to tell you, like, I'm, I'm tired, like I'm tired of talking about politics. I am tired of, of dedicating my life to things, um, that absolutely are abominable. I just, I, I just, I can't, I don't think I can continue to do it. And that's one of the reasons why I'm doing this is because along the way, I'm going to get to lift a lot of people up and if I can help people make a ton of of really really terrible Fiat you know cuck bucks in the meantime to you know to put towards stacking SATs and Bitcoin, then I'm gonna do it. I'd rather be lifting people up you know left and right and maybe this is what this kind of transitions into. I don't I don't know. I got to tell you though, you know times and the way I'm feeling are changing. But if you're interested in, in a, a six figure plus job, and you want you've got a personality that's outgoing that likes to move and likes to uh to get out and do some things and can really set yourself you know your own schedule and be your own boss and maybe even grow your own company uh in this movement then let me know uh you can contact me shane at Shanehazelcom uh because i'm recruiting and i'll tell you right now if you want to come and, and get after it man I'd, I'd love to have you i'd love to work beside you and uh You know whatever I can do to help you uh, that's that's the kind of business I believe in is you take care of your employees and those employees will take care of business it's knock down everything that you can for them in terms of hurdles in terms of obstacles and everything else and set them on a path to success and give them the tools or share knowledge from experience with them I know a lot of you guys are younger I know a lot of you guys are, are looking at some very uncertain situations in the near future Um, like I said, you're going to be your own boss. You're going to get to do what you need to do and we'll be here for support. But outside of that, ladies and gents, if you want to support the show, you can do it at cash app, Shane Hazel. That's the only thing you can do it now. Uh, Patreon, uh, is closed down no more. I'm not dealing with them. I'm not dealing with PayPal. I'm not dealing with the, the bad actors, but cash app on the other hand is a, uh, pretty, pretty useful organization that I think. Uh, has seen the errors of their previous ways with Twitter. Uh, Jack Dorsey's behind it, so Cash App, Shane Hazel. If you guys would like to support the show, I could definitely use it, especially after uh, shutting down uh, Patreon. So I appreciate everybody who's out there. I appreciate you guys listening. I know some of the times this is some dark doom and gloom stuff, but it's vitally important for the people who are in the Liberty Movement to start understanding what we're up against and what incentives there are for both sides here if you don't understand the incentive structure if you don't understand the solutions if you don't understand where our vehicle is for liberty you're going to be pissing in the wind all over yourself and it's going to get really messy for you for the rest of us you can face downwind and have a plan right that's the thing so um i will most likely be back Later this week um, Schedules are all over the kind of place And family's been sick and everything else So um, if I don't Forgive me But uh, I thought I would definitely pass this along to you guys And I will see you guys Shortly Until then, I love you, I need you Peace um, Don't hurt people And don't take their stuff